0: Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are going through Snow White and Seven Dwarfs, one minute at a time. I'm Andrew Dorowski.
1: And I'm Kestra Dorowski.
0: And today we are joined once again by Pete from Indiana Jones Minute. Welcome back. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, Today we are discussing Minute 15, which begins uh, with Snow White asking if the birds and the other critters know of any place where she can stay. And ends with Snow White looking through branches at a cottage and saying, it's adorable.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's most definitely quite adorable. <laughs> yes. The
0: looks of it. Uh, so at the end of the last minute, we establish that all of the animals are aware of what English sounds like and what it means. <laughs> uh, because they totally understand her Her brief statement about like i can't stay underground like rabbits and i can't stay in a tree like squirrels and i can't stay in a nest and they all and, nod yeah I, and they're like you're right well, well- okay so <laughs> we didn't talk about it yesterday we should have the rabbits so there's like one adult rabbit and like four smaller ones and the adult rabbits shake like nodding his head is like yeah like i get it and all the Otherwise, smaller they're rabbits like- they're like huh uh-huh. like,
1: you, like <laughs> what?
0: You, you can't stay underground like they have like this like this dumbstruck face is like Wait, you what? <laughs> well,
1: but, not. The, but
0: the big rabbit's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but. So she does more rhyming in this minute at the beginning, talking about, um, you know, where she can stay the night and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it, it, she does like, uh, she says, do you know where I could stay? And then like, can you take me there? Either. But I'm not like, there's a line where I'm like, I don't think there's a rhyme, which doesn't mean that they're breaking the entire streak. But there's like one line, like, I didn't hear that rhyme with anything else. It's thrown me off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, it did seem like it paused, though. Like there was like a new...
0: A new stanza. stanza. Uh-huh.
1: So maybe that's why. better. Yeah,
0: not every line in, in poetry has to rhyme, of course. But I, I'm still like... I'm, I'm going to be paying really close attention when she's with the dwarfs To see if that continues for her. Because it's definitely not the case for the queen or the Huntsman. So far, it's only Snow White, and she has been a rhymer like 90% of the time.
1: <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? Hmm. Princess Bride.
0: With Fezzik. <laughs> with Fezzik? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: he has a great gift for rhyming. Yes, he does. <laughs> He'd be a great Disney character, too. <laughs> it's In some ways, it's kind of amazing that Princess Bride isn't a, a Disney, Disney film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's... But I, I think also in ways it it like needs to not be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's a really great film and a wonderful like parody and satire of fairy tales and uh-huh. and the films that Disney's made. But at the same time, it's 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 got a lot of heart and a lot of positive, you know, feelings about it. So it's not. I don't know if I can really call it satire because it's not you know criticizing anything about it.
2: Yeah, right. yeah, it, it embraces so much about it.
0: Yeah, but if you want that, that's that's on the Princess Bride Minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different podcast, again.
1: <laughs> yes. There's a
0: lot of movies by minutes. Yeah, and, a
1: bunch
0: of them. and it's great. And I'm really glad that they exist. And since we're talking about it, again, this is a chance for us to say, Star Wars Minute started it all. Be sure to check out Star Wars Minute. It, it was the first, and uh, it's the most important one because it, pioneered this format for for podcasting this kind of sub genre yeah i hope one day that that itunes just has a category for movies by minutes <laughs> <laughs> yes. it might be coming soon as many as there are now yeah there's so many and um, a lot of coming out this year starting. Yeah. there's a lot yeah. of fresh ones yeah um I'm, I'm amazed that we kind of like managed to scoop up the disney one so early there hadn't been hardly any um disney properties done at all I know somebody's working on some Zootopia stuff but nobody had gone for you know the historical Disney stuff yeah that's pretty amazing actually well so you guys picked Indiana Jones how'd you how'd you end up picking that one
2: um we all three loved it like we all kind of grew up we were at the age where we grew up with Star Wars and Raiders of the Lost Ark so I think it was kind of the sweet spot where for all three of us that was kind of you know along with Star Wars our favorite movie. So it was kind of a natural choice. But um, did you have any like other things you were considering
0: for it or, or was it just like, Oh, obviously Indiana Jones. I mean, those guys did star Wars, like let's do yeah. Indiana
2: Jones or. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was literally, at least for me, it was that it was either easy either that, or, you know, if I can't do star Wars, it'd have to be Indiana Jones. Otherwise I don't know if I'd have much fun doing a podcast every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because with, like, there's so much
0: selection. So I I'm always interested to look at the ones that are, that are going or that uh-huh. have been done and uh, I'm kind of surprised at the ones people chose um real early on after Star mm-hmm. Wars been it started cuz they had their thing going for a couple of years I think before anyone duplicated
2: yeah, yeah um
0: and I started listening to it while they were still on the on the first film on Star Wars um a new hope
2: uh-huh okay yeah me too
0: so I've I've been listening that whole time and you know the idea was always in my head I'm like this would be so cool to do with other films and then, mm-hmm. but nobody was doing anything because star Wars was this kind of special thing. Like it's star Wars. It, it's so iconic. Um, yeah. It,
2: and it and how do you, everybody.
0: Yeah. How do you even approach something that's so iconic, so classic, so resonant? Um, mm-hmm. And I think, did anybody even start anything until they started doing the prequels? Uh,
2: yeah. I think the guys doing, uh, uh, Goodfellas Minute, I think, started. Goodfellas
0: Minute started while it was still.
2: So, Ghostbusters and uh, Back to the Future may the future also started, started before. Started then. early. Yeah, um, but it I good. think after Star Wars Minute hit the prequels,
0: which, you know, are, they're modern films in a way that Star mm-hmm. Wars isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that kind of opened it up to say, like, it doesn't have to be, like, the greatest thing. It doesn't have to be a game changer. It doesn't have to be, you know, a part of the AFI top 10 films ever kind of. Right brackets right. um well like and yeah so our, you've gotten our, a lot of like you've gotten clueless um there's airplane yeah. in it it's like, actually airport
2: it, which is even crazier airport oh, okay um, which is like a, a disaster like airplane a lot of people have seen and they're like oh yeah that's really funny but airport was the 1970 disaster movie that not a lot of people have seen and it's it's right. a great podcast like i absolutely love it but it's a it's a funny choice
0: yeah and so there's i i was surprised to see how many films were making it that like I've never seen them. And I've seen like a lot of, you know, the fundamental classic films. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm getting like this list. Um, and you can see it at movies by of all these films. And you're like, really? Like <laughs> there's, there's so many that I looked at. I'm like, really? That's the one you wanted to dedicate, you know, <laughs> three, three to six months to, <laughs> uh, to talk about, you know, every day and, and make a podcast. Like these aren't easy to do. It, it is a, a chunk of time and effort to, To put into it. And, I mean, Kestra and I are crazy because we've decided that, like, the Disney franchise is kind of our thing.
1: But, I mean, I'm a huge Disney fan, so it wasn't Uh really Uh a hard choice for me to choose Disney.
0: Yeah, uh, we settled on it after we'd met. But I knew about the movies by minutes since well before um, we'd even met and and Uh started dating. So...
1: I I never really... You didn't what know a podcast, podcast was in, really until, until we met.
0: Yeah, so it's interesting to see the the different kinds of things people go for, and I'm I'm still always amazed at people going for things I never would have thought of or even considered, or if I had thought of them, I would have been like, no, like no way, nobody loves it that much. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, which is what amazes me that you know, there's so many things that people are, are getting into now mm-hmm. that um, do fit that, that bill um, like mm-hmm. star Wars, like Indiana Jones. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody starting the, the James Bond stuff and, and we're taking up the Disney stuff. These are the big franchises. Mm-hmm. And I think we might have the record for the oldest film with snow white right now. For yeah, sure. I think
2: you do. Yeah.
0: Um, and so I'm also surprised that there's so few people going back to old films and, you know, taking these, long-term classics stood the test of time kind of things because there's so much trivia to be had whereas right. you know a, a more recent one uh for example like Zootopia I would be very hesitant to you know try and approach so soon mm-hmm. yeah
1: they're, they're they 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 would not have released a lot of information and it'd be a little bit more difficult to kind of go into depth about the background and stuff.
0: Well, yeah, but with snow white, we're approaching a 70 year anniversary. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's, yeah. there's so much that's changed. Um, Isn't it
1: 80?
0: It was 30. You're right. It's almost 80 year it's anniversary.
1: 70...
0: It's like mm-hmm. 70, 79. It depends. Um, because there was the, the a premiere in December the and then the release in this, February,
1: this December, the will be the 80th anniversary. Of oh, the that's
0: February. right. Yeah. Yeah. No, they have it's a, the seventy ninth because it was it was thirty eight and thirty nine.
2: No, thirty seven was, was the. Was it thirty seven and thirty eight? Yeah, man, it was, they, I was by all year. They've got a great uh, museum here in San Francisco, the Disney Family Museum, that's run by his family, like Walt's family. Kind of talks about his history and everything, and they've got a really cool exhibit about the day that this premiered. And it's the Carthay Circle Theater, which, if you know L.A., is right across the street from where the L.A. County Museum of Art is today. And it was one of the old, like, famous old LA theaters, and the mm-hmm. pictures are amazing. Like, they had the Klieg lights out, and they had, like the crowds were huge, lining the streets. And I think people, when people walked into this, I think they were just blown away. Like, there's just never been anything like this. Yeah, it was a, an absolute game changer. Yeah, uh, which again
0: makes me wonder, like, how did people not grab this up? And how long before somebody starts grabbing, you know, Casablanca and Citizen Kane? Yeah, um, you know, the the heavy film buffs. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because those are those are film lovers films. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this is, you know, a, a classic and an important step, but also uh, it's a family thing. You know, it, it, so many people have at least had it be part of their childhood. And if not Snow White, then Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty or, um,
1: One or of the-
0: some from the Disney Renaissance in the 90s and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So but- it, it amazes me the way all these movies by minutes have, have broken down uh, and, yeah. and what people are grabbing. Um, and there's almost certainly, you know, if there's a movie you love, certainly one movie you love has got to have a movies by minutes <laughs> podcast by now.
2: Yeah, I, I would say that's true.
0: Um, so back to Snow White, she asks for, for help finding a place to stay. And these animals are, all too eager to put her in someone else's home. <laughs>
1: they, they want to help her. She she was so nice and and,
0: and sang a song. But the so birds, of course,
1: they want to help her.
0: But the birds grab her cape and start pulling her. And they're like, "Yeah, we'll put you in this cottage that we know about." And yeah. like these animals don't have a relationship, as far as I can tell, with the dwarfs.
1: Yeah, not they. They, seem they just to be know a little that it exists. Yes, they seem yeah. to be a little. Scared of the dwarfs at times. I mean,
0: they were scared of Snow White too. That's so.
1: true. But the dwarves live
0: in the, it, forest. Like the yeah. forest. Yeah, but they—they they say. I mean, they don't say these animals aren't talking, but they start guiding her to this uh, location. I have a—I have a question for you, Pete. Uh, uh-huh. I already talked to Kester a little bit about this. There's a moment at the edge of the clearing, like the birds pull her cape a little bit and, and get uh-huh. her to the edge of the clearing. And she does some sort of full body gesture, uh-huh. and I don't know what it is. Like it's, it's some sort of like rotation from her hip, like a weird yeah. dance move.
2: She's, yeah, yeah. And she kind of puts her hand up to her head, or yeah.
0: And I yeah. don't know what that's supposed to be. And I like. You, do you, you have, said
1: you had a couple of theories, but we. I want have to a couple of theories. What, like what you might think it might be, Pete.
2: I just, uh, for me, I I figured it was sort of a dance, like kind of a a dance kind of move everybody at the time would recognize. But I'm not sure. I do have <laughs> a theory about the uh, the the birds pulling on her cape, but we'll get back to that. Oh, I want to hear. Okay. I want to hear yours first. Well, yeah. So
0: so there's the, like I could try to replicate it, and I did it for Kestra, so she knew exactly which <laughs> which yeah. motion. But we're in an audio medium, um, so I have a theory that it could be she was like taking a deep breath. She was like uh-huh. catching her breath and like, you know, just like, whew, okay, here we go, uh, and stepping farther into the forest because last time she stepped in the forest, she got scared. Um, oh yeah, that's a good. That's a good but, way to look at it. But the way her shoulders move doesn't quite sell that. It, uh-huh. It's like it's this you know this twisting motion, not a lifting the shoulders and and you know spreading spreading the back and things like that and getting that extra air. So that doesn't quite seem to work. Um, uh huh. But like it twists from the hip, so it's this weird thing. Um, I think my next uh, best guess is that it's like she lost her balance. Uh That is the thing that makes the most sense to me. Is that um, the physical actress that they had? um, It was March Champion, right, Kestra? March Uh Champion. Uh, That they had doing the motions. They were filming this part, and wherever they were filming it, she like lost her balance. And just had to do this kind of adjustment to get her balance back. <laughs> and then they just had it on film and they animated it. <laughs> and they're like, okay,
1: oh, okay <laughs> we just, maybe
0: we just go with it. <laughs> um, did I have one other theory that I didn't write down?
1: Yeah. You, I don't remember what it was, but you said something. You uh, said the breath. You said, it's not
2: like a stretching thing. Um, it is almost like she makes like a fainting motion. I, I like that first one you came up with about that, that she's getting a breath. Yeah, kind yeah. of girding yourself to go into the forest again.
1: What did you say? What?
2: What was the other one? I can't
0: believe I didn't have it written down. <laughs> oh, oh! It also like it's almost like she was looking around.
2: Oh, that's, that's what it was.
0: Was, mm-hmm. was like a weird way of like kind of like taking in the whole scene, but mm-hmm. doing it from the waist <laughs> instead of like from <laughs> your neck or shoulders. Um, this kind of like like bob down to like look under a branch or something, uh-huh. um, but there's no branches there. Hmm. So I'm really intrigued by the, like, it seems like it's some sort of, um, some sort of artifact from animation that changed and they didn't change the animation. Like, like the background was supposed to be a little different uh-huh. yeah, or, good. or, or a fossil that they just, um, you know, got from the physical animation or the physical film. Uh um actress and they just transferred it into the animation without thinking about like whatever it was
1: maybe it i don't know
0: um but it like it caught my eye and it's a weird motion
2: (laughs) the music kind of does a little of that when she does it though so it makes me think it's it's intentional it's it's maybe the uh
0: preparation to like go in like here's the force that i was scared about i'm going in
1: maybe maybe it's a mixture of looking around and taking a deep breath
0: that could be yeah yeah um, whatever it is, it, it looks natural. Like it's definitely an action that I feel like I've seen, Uh-huh. but I just can't like place exactly what it is in this scenario. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is one of the things that this film is so good at, um, is yeah. making these like very real small actions, um, mm-hmm. that, that give a lot of depth and reality to the animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she goes skipping through the forest with the animals.
1: Yeah, she <laughs> oh, she, oh, she, 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 she walks, but what? Okay, well, you, oh, yeah, you had, we had your theory the
2: about cape. the birds in the oh, cape. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I really like when, when when the birds pull the cape, it makes a very kind of bat-like, because like, it, it makes the cape look very bat-like. And she suddenly takes yeah, this almost sinister appearance on. And I, I thought that was really interesting, because it's almost like somewhere deep inside kind of that same germ of envy and hatred that's in the evil queen, Mm -hmm. like might be somewhere under the surface in her that, you know, that maybe, you know, if something were to change, if something were to happen a little differently,
1: if if she got 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 a bigger cape,
2: (laughs) yeah, if she had a bigger cape or like, like the queen does. Yeah. If something bad happens in the future, like she, she might very well end up in the same, in the same place. Well, that's definitely something that um, we've noticed is, is,
0: for the pleasant pastoral scenes, everything's much rounder um, uh-huh. than it is during like the, the scary um, sequence through the forest, mm-hmm. like her, her cape in the wind uh, and hair are jagged as they mm-hmm. blow up behind her and, and having the birds pull on it again, makes that kind of jagged shape.
2: Uh-huh. Um, it looks almost like a bat wing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right. And especially with the colors, because it's a, uh-huh. a slightly different color on the inside and outside. Uh-huh. Um, and I I assume that's not intentional. I assume that's just part of the animation. And they just tug for a second and then it goes away.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Um and I think this whole sequence they're trying to do Snow White as a very pleasant, um, pastoral figure. Uh-huh.
1: Um, it, it's it, it's, it, it's it, worth it, noticing yeah. how
0: they tug on the cape and, and you know, pull these corners
2: uh-huh.
0: that otherwise aren't there. But then she starts skipping through the forest <laughs> with the animals, and we get uh what I'm calling a uh, Lord of the Rings style walking montage, <laughs> um, we'll get some we'll get the, the couple from Lord of the Rings Minute on in a couple of weeks. Oh, cool. But uh, they won't, I think, be getting a walking montage like this, which is uh, Peter Jackson-esque almost. <laughs> we'll
2: uh,
0: uh, except, except for its brevity.
2: Yeah, it is short. And the, the camera work, the cinematography in this is just spectacular, though. Everything mm-hmm. from the, the reflections in the water, like just shimmer. I was going
0: to talk about those reflections. Oh, d- did you have something on it, Kessler? Well,
1: yeah, we, we can bring it up in a minute, but I, I do know what caused the reflections.
0: Really? Yeah. I was so curious about it that. It was in
1: the book that I have, which we reference a lot. It's
0: Well, let's S- no, let's do it now. Okay.
1: <laughs> Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the creation of a classic, which there is a kind of intro to the book. Um, that talks. It's it's by Walt's daughter, um, and it talks about the Disney Family Museum. The museum. So okay. I really, really enjoyed enjoyed reading this book.
0: Okay, so what what did it say about the reflection in the water?
1: So it says that the water um, was actually uh, a sheet of really highly polished tin that i has knew some, it was wow. some, I, I was sure
0: it was a metallic
1: that has some lines scored in it for uh-huh. like the ripples in the water and everything i was and sure
0: that they had cool. pull it
1: through as they film the
0: just oh, like a little cool. bit at yeah. a time per frame mm-hmm. um that's really cool. because we we've talked a little bit about before the the process of filming with these stacks of uh partially clear um foreground and background stuff so this is the this would be one of the layers um but also in a position where it was reflecting the um, the artwork. Yeah. So how far apart would these layers? They must have been you know, somehow separated and this tin must have been like angled so it could reflect yeah. that image, right? I
1: don't know. I'll, uh-huh. I'll look at the paragraph it says it in, but I don't think it says anything about how far it was. I just think it mentions that it was a, a polished tin that mm-hmm. caused the reflection.
2: Well, at the, uh, at the Disney Family Museum here, they've got actually a multi-plane camera, which they use for a lot of these scenes. Mm-hmm. How, um, many, how many planes did it have? I think you could put in uh, the, the one on display that I think they might have been the one they used for Snow White. had. Uh, I, they have five, I think, planes loaded in it, but it looks like you could put more. In. It's huge. like It's two stories tall. So if you're standing in the cameras at the very top, so right. it's like picture. and it films
0: down through this yeah, whole thing. It films thing.
2: down through all the different the different planes and there the animation is painted on it's painted in oil on glass. So you know, like the stuff in the very background doesn't move. And then as you get higher it moves more and more to really give a sense of perspective. Yeah. And so Which, the di- uh, like the distance between planes could be I mean, like you could have a plane six feet above another plane. Oh. Um. That really and and like that makes a huge difference. Like how yeah, much stuff it, moves. It just adds right. such a, a depth to to this to the cell.
0: Which I mean, I've talked about the opening shot where it kind of zooms in on the castle and the way that depth changes mm-hmm. and it, like it. It's got to be at least three different planes for that shot. You know, in the zoom, just because the depth changes differently on on different levels.
2: Yeah, and they would, they, would, it would, they would use them not only for zooming in, but you could also, like, left to right, you could have people, like, and you see that in some of these scenes, like, you see the foliage mm-hmm. in the foreground moving at a different rate than the stuff in the background. And there's a, if people are interested, there are a couple of good uh, videos that I think they're actually on YouTube as well. There's one called The Old Mill, which was a film they did, that was kind of a test film for Snow White, and it really used a lot, like, they, they sort of were working out the kinks with the camera. And you see a lot of the stuff that came into this. And then there's actually a video of uh, Walt Disney talking about the multiplane camera and he shows how it works and he has an example of it. And I think it's just called Walt Disney and the multiplane camera. Oh, that sounds,
1: oh, I'll have to that sounds so
0: cool. So Cause
1: anyway.
0: I know
2: for some scenes they
0: had like, I mean, obviously they had a lot of different cameras going uh, uh-huh. constantly because of how long it like, it's a whole day to do, you mm-hmm. know, a few minute sequence. Um, if, if you can even get it done in a day. Mm -hmm. Um, just because of how minute the the shifting is um, Mm -hmm. and how many, how many hundreds of um, animated uh, sheets they have to put through just to get one second. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, You know, I think they were doing 24 frames a second. Mm -hmm. So you've got 24 um, animated sheets for one second of film, you know, and if you're doing a hundred seconds, then that's 2,400 sheets that you got to slide in and, Mm -hmm. and take. And, um, we saw one of the documentaries about it and it said like to do shadows, um, they would do like a different exposure level Mm -hmm. on the film. And they'd run the exact same film over the exact same plates in the exact same motions and Uh and all that uh, at a different exposure for it to cast shadows a certain way. Oh, wow. And, and so some of these scenes, it's not just going through once, you know, that might be 2,400 sheets. Uh huh twice in a row to get you know a minute and a half uh-huh of film and that's that's a long time
2: yeah that's a, just that's an to, incredible to get a
0: tiny bit of of film and, and then so when you,
2: when you see the cells in person like when you see the mm-hmm. the glass frames like they they would paint on them with this like the actual technicolor paint and like they have an exhibit where there's a whole section of just jars of the paint they used and the colors are unbelievable like they're so bright and it I, I would love to see like a new print. Like if they, you know, if you could see the print they made back then, because when you look at the the glass plate inside the camera with the light shining up through it, mm-hmm. it's, it, it just knocks you over how bright and vibrant it is. Oh, that sounds so cool. I, I, need, I,
0: need, I need, I need to go. see it. <laughs> yeah.
1: um,
0: and so in some of these sequences, they even have like the added technical detail of that, reflective tin, which I don't know how they could have gotten it in there to be reflective of what, that image. Yeah. Like what angle they must have been using and so uh-huh. that's a whole a whole different uh element that it brings into it and it sounds fantastic. And I think didn't one of the documentaries we watched um have something about like something went wrong and something got dropped through an entire stack and it went like twenty twenty feet down through oh, wow. all all the panes of glass. I th- oh, man.
1: think so but I, I can't remember entirely. We watched it a few weeks ago and yeah. we watched a I mean, lot. I, of, I'm, I'm, at I'm sure that done. has occurred.
0: If if not on yeah. this film, then it's occurred somewhere else yeah. Um, yeah, where, you know, somebody dropped something and just threw all of these panes of glass, you know, five or, or more mm-hmm. <laughs> sheets of glass, just, uh, and it ruins the whole day. Yeah. yeah. I can't even imagine. Um, so as they're going through the forest, there's a lot of subtle touches, uh, like her cape, cape. gets snagged on a, on a tree that. branch and the birds just swoop down and clear it off.
1: <laughs> she, she doesn't seem to really panic about it, which when her cape... She got... has
0: control of the, the forest creatures at this point. Yeah. What does she need to panic but, about? But a
1: but few minutes ago, she was in the forest and her cape got caught twice and she imagined it was by these trees that had hands and claws. And
0: do you think it's because she's been through the forest before and now she's calmed down and she's like, no, it's okay. Or do you think it's because she is surrounded by friendly creatures?
1: I think it might be a little bit of both, mostly probably the creatures, but I mean, it's always good to have some kind of companion with you after you're, you've been through a a frightening time. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I don't know entirely what it could be, but she doesn't get phased by it hardly at all.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's just music backed, but I would assume that she's probably singing with the animals
1: or humming, she vocalizing. Does a lot of vocalizing yeah. throughout yeah. the movie. Yeah, so. so it's
0: interesting that they don't actually have her doing that in this sequence.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it seems like it's supposed to be quite a distance that they travel. They, they go through at least um, four different shots of her walking um, across the screen in different ways.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious how far away from the castle she's supposed to be at this point.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
2: Yeah. That's a good question. And um, like, cause, cause it seems like later when the, when the queen comes after her, like it seems like it happens fairly quickly.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious about, you know, some of the space, but also curious about the timeline. Like was she in the forest for a whole night or, was it just like a a cloud passing over that made everything dark? <laughs> um, and and at what point are we getting to this? Has you know does she just travel all day or or uh-huh. what? You know. So there's some questions like that uh, going through my head, uh, and then we get another moment of her pausing to stretch. This time, and it's very definitively pausing to stretch <laughs> along yeah. this one, which makes me wonder, like. If the earlier one was also a stretching thing, or if it's just the deep breath,
1: I don't know.
0: But you know, it's another I mean, of those natural motions. This one, is, motions there this one
1: including. is from a different angle.
0: Yeah, you can see her from the front for so, this one.
1: It could be different.
0: But... Uh, and then we get to the the edge of the clearing, and the squirrels somehow pulling on these branches in a way that like the physics don't line up they, for, they look so
1: excited though to like show her this little cottage where seven little men. live. Uh-huh.
2: Um,
1: but yeah, they, I, I paused at one moment. Um,
0: like it's, some of those squirrels aren't holding on to anything as they somehow pull back on these branches. But I
1: paused it after they pulled back the branches and she's looking and it's it's looking at her looking at the mm-hmm. at the cottage. I paused it there, and some of the animals are just like holding on to it like like with nothing, and some of them seem to have like so much muscle that they're they're able to <laughs> hold these branches that are high above their heads uh-huh. down to where they're just standing like calmly it's like I,
0: don't know. <laughs> I didn't i didn't take a close look at the animals but it was it was this interesting moment.
1: yeah
2: it's very choreographed
0: like they they. yeah they ways. know their stuff they're like here's yeah. the spot where it's the best view of this meadow <laughs> and the stream this we'll take her to this spot we won't just like go in we'll take her to this spot it's a little raised up and has a nice vista
2: <laughs>
1: yeah they they look so happy to be showing her this
0: Yeah. The yeah. the uh the note I wrote down
2: uh was just behold the adorable cottage. <laughs> <laughs> well um, I'm a big fan. There's uh there's a school of architecture, especially here in California in the nineteen twenties. It's called Storybook Architecture. And it was all kind of like there was a movement to make like kind of fairy tale houses or fairy tale buildings. And there, like, there's a really famous one in Hollywood called the Spadena House, and or in Beverly Hills. And there's a whole neighborhood in Oakland uh, called Adora Park, where the whole neighborhood is these little kind of fairy tale cottages. Ooh. But there's actually a fire station um, in Oakland in a neighborhood called Montclair. And if you look up Montclair Firehouse, it looks almost identical to the dwarf's house. Like it's <laughs> incredible. Like, like you look at the, the Montclair Firehouse, you're like, hey, that's the dwarf's house. <laughs> Well, uh, I might have to look that up.
1: (laughs) There is a a video that I've seen on on Facebook going around of a house that was built in the 70s Mm -hmm. that um, I can't remember where it was, um, but it's it's somewhere on the West Coast. I can't remember entirely where, but uh, there's a house that is designed like Snow White's like the cottage Ooh. in Snow White and it's it's like a real house and apparently it's for sale but, <laughs> <laughs> but for a lot of money, but yeah. And it, it, if
0: we start a movement now we can make that the official <laughs> headquarters of <laughs> Disney Animation Minute Essentials.
1: <laughs> so start sending us money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, do, you, do you think the dwarfs built that house? Because it is not Proportioned exactly for
2: the dwarfs, I would say.
1: Right. Like, but also,
2: they've got enough like money rolling in with all those precious stones. They probably <laughs> well, they they don't know what they dig them for. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not that's not this week. That's uh, in two weeks.
0: Um, but like, I mean, we're not inside, but we know that like when we get inside, like that staircase is like her size.
1: Yeah, but she she is only fourteen, so she is smaller than but like she's a-
0: as tall as the queen and the the window okay so the countertops are are sized for someone her size
1: correct yeah so
0: those aren't low countertops
1: I, I, I this is not
0: know. this is not
2: like an americans with disabilities act uh workplace
1: <laughs> <laughs> no and
2: given like given the like, like the upkeep in the house like they don't take the kind of pride in it that they built it
0: yeah but yeah. it has a lot of nice um woodwork to but it they do yeah. they do
1: build they do build things there was a whole
0: deleted, deleted scene of...
1: where they build snow white a, a bed
0: oh wow but and if, and the the like craftsmanship of that seemed consistent with the house so if, uh, finishings
1: maybe it wasn't then but like an ancestor i don't
0: i, I yeah um but even know. even the front door snow white walks through it um standard and the, the witch approaches the window which is at you know her and Snow White's h- height. Right. Uh-huh. So I'm curious where this where this house really came from. Uh-huh. And
1: uh-huh.
0: what its original purpose was. Uh-huh. Are they squatters? <laughs> I mean she's a squatter because she just like jumps into this house. But are the dwarfs also
2: squatters? <laughs> Although if she's if she's the princess, like does she sort of have dominion over the house? Like, if she just go into anybody's house and be like, oh, "I'm staying here tonight"? Oh, it's a good question.
1: I don't know, but she—it ha- doesn't seem like she's been outside the castle before. And doesn't yeah, she's be really she's been a scullery maid. That's true. Of <laughs> princess, like, s- like experience, experience. Yeah, uh, that's the word.
2: Yeah, but I wonder if she still has princess rights. Like, if she's you know if she's out wandering through the forest and somebody sees her and recognizes her. Like is she seen as a scullery maid, or do they do they have to treat her like she's a princess?
0: Well when she leaves the grounds like the 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 keep of the castle, she's in her nice dress, her princess dress,
1: yeah
0: uh-huh. uh, as opposed to her her scully, scullery maid skirt um, yeah, so maybe it's keeping up appearances uh the the queen keeps her down when she's inside, but when she goes outside, mm-hmm. yeah um you know do look like a princess i don't want anyone thinking it's it's fishy <laughs>
2: yeah except yeah. for the huntsman who i've sent to kill you <laughs> <laughs> comb your hair well actually yeah that's kind of a bad analogy comb your hair because wasn't there a another thread to this where the originally the queen was uh, gonna kill her with a comb
0: that's yes. in the in the
2: original Grimm's. there's
0: three attempts on her life and one of them's uh, a comb the other one's a corset
1: they were mm. originally planning on using all three but they never did
0: yeah, so huh. it was a, a corset a comb and the apple. Um are part of the original story.
1: Well, well, also the the dagger, the the, the killing of the princess through the huntsman. Oh, There's well, another way that they tried that she tries to kill her. Yes, yeah, I was, was
0: talking about just yeah. the the three when she <laughs> decides to get her own hands dirty. <laughs> um do you guys have anything else?
1: I uh, do not.
2: No, I don't think I do
0: i'm i'm good on this minute uh pete you won't have a chance to say anything else about the the film on on uh, well this film on this show because there's not that many weeks uh but what is there anything else you need to say about the film in general or if we were going to have you back what's a disney film that you absolutely have to get on
2: Ooh, that's a hard one Mm -hmm. um i'd have to think about that one uh but yeah, I like I there's a lot of parts of this film later that I I love. Like this was just so foundational for so many things that came afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it just like I love the way that uh I can't remember the guy's was the guy's name. It was kind of the Ralph Macquarie of this movie, uh Albert Herter. And like just the art direction on this movie is just mm-hmm. I think like, really incredible. And I I I'm I'm looking forward to hearing where you guys go with this.
1: Well, thank you.
2: We're we're looking forward to doing it. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, this is this is fun. You guys are are a lot of fun, so I think this will be fun to listen to.
0: Well, we'll almost certainly have you back for another uh, Disney movie sometime. There's enough hours in, in, in the Disney movies in total, uh, but maybe not every Disney movie. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. My favorite would actually be. I think you mentioned somewhere else that you you are not going to be doing the minute by minute version of Victory through Air Power. But <laughs> well, we'll have you on when we discuss it uh, oh, yeah. in whatever form we discuss it in. I love that. I love Fantasia too. I'm a huge oh, Fantasia
0: is going to be a, a long one, but couldn't possibly do minute yeah. by minute yeah. even <laughs> even with even with music experts. I don't know if we could go minute by minute. Yeah, through tough. it's it's like two and a half hours. The it's, first Fantasia. It's yeah,
1: pretty long, but. I don't think we just do one episode of just talking. about No,
0: that one we we might do like a weekly episode on each segment or something, segment uh-huh. um, uh-huh. and you could you could pick uh, one of the musical numbers from Fantasia and, and talk about it.
2: Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah,
0: um, but are we'll doing, see. Are you going well, to do the rescuers? That's um, well, it gets dicey in the uh, late pre-Disney Renaissance uh, uh-huh. in the late '80s uh-huh. um, because some of it got kind of split up. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, and so it gets, it gets a little weird. And that's where you get the, the Don blue split and he starts doing the American tale stuff, uh, with Spielberg. They work on, um, yeah, American tale and Fiefel goes West. They also do the land before time films. Um, okay. Yeah. In the, in the, in the offshoot from Disney. Mm-hmm. So we I, I don't do know if,
1: Huffle, it, but
0: yeah, we will, we'll certainly discuss them. Cause that's one of my favorite, uh, time periods is right. to, is the, the Don Bluth era, and then the split, because um, I don't know how much of that history you know about. Uh, he took uh, almost half of the animation studio with him
2: Oh wow! To I start did.
0: making the the American Tale uh, stuff through uh, through Spielberg's um,
1: was company that after Walt died.
0: Yeah, it was it was in yeah. the eighties. Okay,
1: um,
0: but yeah, that's always been fascinating to me, and my family always had. Uh, both things going on i love uh-huh. I loved the American tale stuff uh, uh-huh. at least as much as I loved anything disney i'm uh-huh. pretty sure uh uh-huh. when i was when I was a little kid, so i'm looking forward to being able to talk about that um but yeah he he cleared out a whole lot of the uh animation studio with him to go start making some other stuff uh, after having built so much experience with disney mm-hmm. um studios in uh some of their uh I guess mid-century films uh, uh-huh. like the, the sixties and seventies. And then there was the big split. And so that's why the rescuers and rescuers down under don't quite feel like most of the other Disney stuff. Um, mm-hmm. They were following the Don Bluth kind of model.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: he, he broke off and I think the next one Disney did after that might've been Oliver and company. Hmm. Um, but I'm not sure the time frame for all of that. Um, and so the tone is you, you get this weird split where the tone shifts at Disney mm-hmm. and it stays consistent somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. And you get more mice it,
1: it <laughs> somewhere definitely, else. Definitely <laughs> splits. Um, and you can, you can tell the difference between uh like the time before they split. Yeah. And then the time after. Cause the, Cause the,
0: the, the main evidence of the split is when Disney switches back to tradition and does uh, little mermaid, Right. Beauty and the Beast, and, and that's what's called the Disney Renaissance. When it goes back to the Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty tradition, mm-hmm. uh, instead of the Rescuers, um, Oliver
1: and Company, Oliver and
0: Company Great, Great Mouse, Mouse Detective,
1: Detective.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was sort of their adventurous creatures
1: mm-hmm. era,
0: um, I think Aristocats would, would be an early phase of that.
1: It'd be early. It doesn't seem quite much like, it, it kind of seems in between. The like Sleeping Beauty kind of era, Yeah, and then and then and, to the and, animals. And, the, and the
0: then to the rescuers and rescuers and stuff. Mm. And stuff. But um, it doesn't seem
1: exactly like the rescuers. It seems more like the original, almost Disney.
0: Yeah, but I'd uh-huh. say pretty much um after the, the Don Blue split is when Disney kind of does a reassessment and uh-huh. switches back to the um the musical and the uh Broadway style musical model, which is what uh-huh. you get in Little Mermaid and, uh-huh. and the um other princess films going on but also hunchback of notre dame um a little bit in hercules uh-huh. and and those things leading into the the modern disney stuff uh-huh. um, which is what i grew up on i was I was a kid in the 90s and so seeing all of those come out you know i saw a lot of them in theaters i saw uh lion king in theaters when i was real little um, and <laughs> i
1: wasn't born yet that came out the year that i was born it came out just a few months before i was born but yeah Um,
0: and so i'd say the the tonal shift there is the evidence of this massive um kind of studio breakdown uh Uh where one of their their lead animators and concept guys don bluth left to to set up his own studio um which ended up being you know it's nowhere near the same you know caliber and size as as the disney stuff Mm-hmm. Um but they did, you know, their own films and, and uh, had a different distribution model and all that. And then Disney kind of had to take stock and they said, you know, let's do more of these female driven fairy tales um for I a think. while and, and you get the um the Disney Renaissance, um, which is where you get all of those films that really do feel like Snow White and Cinderella yeah. and Sleeping Beauty.
2: Yeah.
1: Just with a more modern
0: Yeah, uh, the, and they had to relearn the stuff. Um we watched some of the special features attached to the little mermaid um, at one point. And they were basically looking at what had happened to make snow white and Cinderella and all of that. Uh-huh. And they said, okay, well let's do that. They got the, the, you know, live actors and actresses to film uh, to duplicate their movements into animation and things like that. So little mermaid, they actually, you know, put a woman in a pool <laughs> and filmed to see what her hair does in the water and how uh-huh. it moves and, and things like that. And so they're really, um, you know, relearning how to do this classic Disney thing, uh, after it had, hadn't been done for years because they hadn't been animating people that way.
2: But I feel like at least during the early days, like it was, they were also sort of creating something that was almost high art, you know, between the music and mm-hmm. the animation, like it was, almost it's a very complex. Art. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a complex film in, yeah. in a very, uh, High concept way the, you know, a a film, not a movie kind of thing. Right. Uh, And so they had to kind of relearn that because they had started making movies um, Mm -hmm. and and kind of churning out movies like the rescuers and rescuers down under, which are also great. And, you know, a lot of people love them and rightfully so, Um, but they're different and there's there's a different tone. There's a different sensibility to it.
2: Well, I was like when I was a little kid, when I thought, you know, when I think Disney, I think of the black hole or the cat from outer space, like when they weren't even, no. like they're animation stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. I hate the black hole. It creeped me out when I was a kid. <laughs> that, movie's, that movie's so upsetting. <laughs>
2: oh, I love that movie. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird <laughs> mind trip. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Well, we've got a bit long on this episode, but I think it was worth it to, you know, get some of these bigger historical contexts, uh, into the show uh thanks for being our guest pete and how can
2: how can people track your stuff down uh you can find us the same places you find snow white uh this podcast you can uh just find us on itunes or anywhere you find your podcast or you can find us at indiana jones com.
0: and you guys are going to be uh getting uh temple of doom going soon right yeah by the time this airs uh
2: we will be started with temple of doom
0: all right I'm, i'm looking forward to getting all caught up on uh Rages of the Lost Ark before that happens. Oh, cool. Thank you. Uh, And we still have not got a website set up, but you can find us in iTunes or other podcast apps. Uh, Please give us good reviews, uh, share us, let your friends know if you have a Disney fanatic friend, which everybody surely does. uh, (laughs) Tell them they should get into podcasts and try this one out as their their first one. Uh, Until then, we'll be back next week uh, to discuss more of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Bye. Bye. you know and i figured out one to use if we were doing pinocchio because then, <laughs> then i can say like until then let your conscience be your guide <laughs> but like snow white doesn't have a catchphrase like that <laughs> uh yeah, uh and just see in, until then uh, whistle while you work